Come on, Rock Church. Can we give God some praise in this place this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good, good. Come on. Hey, real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to everybody in the room. Y'all look beautiful today. Thank you for joining us. And a quick shout out to everybody who's tuning in online. Thank you for making time to be here. And also a special shout out to all of our campuses, San Marcos, El Cajon, City Heights, Rock Church, Chula Vista, and Rock Church, Oahu. Come on, can we give it up one more time? Family, if we, if we haven't met, my name is Sammy, and I have the absolute honor of serving as the associate pastor at our Chula Vista campus, and I'm super honored to be with you today. Um, man, can I be transparent with y'all today? Can I be honest? Uh, this week marks exactly two years of me being here at the Rock Church, and I want to let you know that this house has impacted my life. It has impacted my family's life, and so I just, I just wanted to share that because I want to let you know that you attend a healthy house. And, and I'm just so thankful for the leadership of this place. And, and I, I'm excited because it's year two and I feel like preaching today. I don't know if you, if you bought your church clothes, if you're going to buckle up, but I feel the Holy Spirit wants to do something new in your life. And I'm just thankful that we get to do this together today across all of our campuses. How many of y'all believe that God's going to move today? Come on, let's give it up for God one more time. We've been in a series called Direct Messages, and we've been talking about prayer. And last week, Pastor Travis kicked us off, and he, he, he taught us why we pray, why prayer is so important. So today, I want to talk to you on the topic of how we pray. Everybody say, how we pray. I want to talk to you about how we pray and, and the types of prayer that we could pray. And so if you brought your Bibles, if you can go with me to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And if you don't have your Bible, it's okay. We're going to have it on the screen for you, but I encourage you to, to bring your word. If you have it, say amen. amen. Matthew chapter, chapter 6, verse 5, and it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Uh-oh. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues. For they love to pray standing in the church. For they love to pray on Instagram Live. Hello. For they love to play, to pray on TikTok. Come on. And on the street corners to be seen by others. But truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Everybody say room. Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words or because of their fancy words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. I was, I was going to title my message, bear with me. I was going to title my message today, Sliding into God's DMs. Because <laughs> I wanted to be a little culturally relevant. I thought it was going to be a little hip and a little creative, and I'm also um, a, a product of the sliding into the DM game. Uh, about 10 years ago, I, I slid into my wife's DMs, and everything was history. Come on, can we give it up for the DMs? <laughs> but praise, praise God for the Holy Spirit. He went ahead and he, and he switched the title of my message, and so if you're writing notes, I highly encourage you to write notes today. The title of my message is, He Listens, He Sees, and He Responds. God listens, God sees, 
And he responds, let us pray. God, thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you because we have direct access to you, God. And when we pray, you listen. And you don't just listen, but you respond. And so, God, I just pray today that uh, you, could, you, could, you could break our misconception of what prayer should look like. Lord, we want to we wanna get to know how we can really talk to you effectively. Father, Lord, we, we, we want to get to know your heart, God. And so I just pray today, Lord, Lord that you, um, you, you move across all of our campuses, across every living room, every person that is watching online, and everybody in this room. I pray that you speak to us in a mighty way, and everybody said, amen. amen. Come on, can we give it up for Jesus one more time? One of, one of our eight values here at Rock Church is prayer is our priority. Prayer is, is our, our, our first resort. It's not our last resort. It is what we value the most. It, is, it isn't an accessory. Can I, can I tell you that today? Prayer isn't an accessory that we as Christians carry around our neck like jewelry. It's not something that we have in our pockets and we sprinkle over everything. Come on, we've all sprinkled prayer on things before, right? We just put a little prayer on this and put a little prayer on that. And we do it because it's, it, it becomes a little bit religious. But here at Rock Church, our, our, our value is prayer is our priority, is our, our, our number one concern. It is what we value the most in we just opened up with Matthew chapter 6, and that is such a famous scripture because before, uh, uh, sorry, after what we just read, Jesus goes into the Lord's Prayer, and we're all familiar with the Lord's Prayer, right? We, could, we memorize it, we know it, we grew up uh, 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 memorizing it, but Jesus tells us a few important things before he goes into the Lord's Prayer, and he's actually telling us, hey, when you pray, don't, don't be hypocritical, when you pray, don't, don't just say fancy words so you can sound more holy. When you pray, go into your room. And I was, I was studying what, what that word room meant in the Greek. And the Greek translation for the word room that Jesus is talking about is the word tameon. T-A-M-E-I-O-N. Tameon. And what that, what that word means, it was a, it was a cellar or a, or a secret storage place in a lot of Jewish households back then. And so what people would do is they would store fine linens in that room. They would store fine wine. Come on, some of y'all just woke up right now. They would, they would store treasures. They would store, they would store money, things of high value. And so what Jesus, what Jesus is teaching all of us is that prayer should be of high value. It should be something that we value. And, and it's kind of interesting to see that even in Jesus' time, they had, quote, unquote, professional Christians. Right? The Pharisees, those that love to pray out loud. They claim that they know the Father. And, and I just want to encourage you. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with praying in public. But there's something special about talking to your heavenly Father in the intimacy of your room. In the intimacy of your private life. And that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, that's cool. There's something special when you, when you go into that private place and it's just you and me. So go into your room. Go into the private place where you store things of high value. Prayer is our priority. If you're in this place and this is your first time in a church and you're, you're still trying to get to know this Jesus guy, stay with me. I promise it's going to get better. And maybe you're a little confused. What, what, what do you mean prayer? What are we talking about a guy that's invisible? Basically, that's what it is. But prayer is our communication with God. It's the way that we speak to him. It's the way that we interact with him. I like to put it this way. Prayer is the weight room of our faith. Right? If, if we want to be physically fit, we got to do more than just work out once a week. 
We got to go into our prayer room. We got we to gotta pray, pray to him on Sunday, collectively, all the churches together. But you can also pray to him on Monday. You can also pray on Tuesday. On Wednesday when you're on your way to work. Pray in the intimacy. And as I was prepping for this message, I feel like the Lord gave me a, a revelation about prayer. And I was starting to, to see that prayer isn't really what separates us from the world, if you think about it. Stay with me. Everybody prays. Different religions, they pray. I know, I know a lot of people, some of them are my friends that don't believe in what I believe in. And guess what? They pray. And a lot of them pray more than Christians. But that, that could be a message for another day. But everybody prays. Give you, let me give you an example. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever watched the, the award shows on TV some of y'all are like, no, I only watch Christian channels. Come on, let's be real. Y'all be watching the Grammys. I know, I know you're watching them. We're watching the, the award shows and we're super excited to see who's going to win the song of the year. And then boom, they name the winner. And the most explicit, the most foul, ungodly song wins the song of the year. And then the, the artist comes on stage, right? And he's like, or she... I just want to take a moment to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you're like, oh, so Jesus produced this song. Like, that's what he did, right? Family, everybody prays. But I, I want to encourage you with something this morning. That the difference between our prayer life and the prayer life of the world is that we have direct access to the Father. And not only that, but he listens, he sees and he responds. And not only that, but in every room that you walk in as a believer, the spirit of God is the spirit of authority in that room. That's how good he is. Let me put it to you this way, family. Prayer produces miracles. Can I get an amen? It produces the miraculous. And even though it causes the blind to see and the lame to walk and the mountains to move, that's all, that's all miraculous and that's all powerful. But I truly believe that the real miracle in prayer is that we have access to our creator. That we can just go to him directly. Let, let me put it to you this way. I don't need to light up a candle so I can talk to statues so that my God can listen. I already can go into his presence and say, God, I'm right here. Come on, I don't need to, I, I don't need to make sure my, my rocks are aligned so I can get physical or spiritual healing. I know of a God who heals. I don't, need to, I don't need to look at the day that I was born and the date that I was, and the year that we're in so my year can be blessed. I have a God who is the author and finisher of my faith. And he is faithful to finish what he started in me. Come on, is there anybody thankful in here? Let me get you one more. I don't need a priest to tell me that I've been forgiven. I don't need a priest to walk me through A, B, C, through Z. I got a priest and his name is Jesus. And he died on the cross for me. And he died on the cross for you. And be because he conquered death, now he tore the veil. And through him, we now have access to the Father. Can we praise God for access this morning? It's the direct access. Hey, I want everybody, everybody watching us online, all of our campuses and everybody in this room, everybody say, God. Say, we're all up in your DMs. Our God listens, our God sees, 
and he responds. But just like any conversation that we have, just like any conversation that you engage in, it goes both ways. And this, this isn't part of my points, but you can go ahead and write this down. Prayer is a dialogue and not a monologue. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. You ever been excited for, for your first date? You, 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 you met your person, and this is the person you're in love with. At least you think. And you're, you're infatuated. You're in love, and you're, you're low-key a little bit obsessed. You know, you're a little obsessed. Some of y'all in this room, you're going to go on your first date this week. And you ever been just so excited? The antip- that anticipation is so real, and you're getting nervous. You're, you're excited for your first date, and on your way, you're feeling these butterflies in your stomach. Real quick, I have a, I have a four-year-old daughter, and she, she's right there. Uh, she's the most beautiful girl in the world. But she, she's, she started school this past month, and on our way to school, she was, she was telling me, Daddy, my stomach hurts. And I was driving, and I'm like, baby, you're, you're good. And she's like, no, 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 I feel like I got tarantulas in my tummy. <laughs> and I almost pulled over and had like a full deliverance ministry on her. I was like... I was like, baby, what do you mean you feel tarantulas in your stomach? She's like, dad, I'm, I'm nervous. And I was like, baby, we say we feel butterflies in our stomach. I'm like, let, let's, not, let's not say tarantulas because it sounds a little bit demonic, okay? I was like, let's stick to butterflies. And so back to the story. You're on your way to your first day and you feel tarantulas in your stomach. And you're so excited. You can't wait. And finally, you have a seat. You're face to face with who could potentially be the love of your life. And they start to talk. And they keep talking. And they talk some more. And three hours pass by and they're still talking. And that's it. That's the end of the date. You're on your way home. And you start to realize, wow, this person is so selfish. It's actually a, a, a turnoff. Like, I don't, I don't think I ever want to go out with this person again. Like, I wasn't able to share anything that I had in my heart. It's the same way with our relationship with God. Don't get me wrong. I believe that the Lord loves it when we bring our prayers to him. I believe it's like a fragrance to his feet. He loves when you talk to him. He loves when you're angry and you talk to him. He loves when you're sad and you talk to him. He loves when you're joyful and you talk to him. But can I encourage you? There's so much that he wants to tell you. And sometimes all we got to do is just be quiet. All we got to do is just be still. I wonder how many answered prayers we missed because we were too busy just talking. And God, why are you allowing this to happen? God, how come I haven't seen this breakthrough yet? God, how come, how come my husband ain't coming to church? How come my wife, how come my kids? And God, I feel like God's like, uh, I, and he's like waiting to, to give us that revelation, to, to give us that vision, to give us that word. And we're just talking and talking and talking. And you know, our, our God, the interesting, about our God, interesting thing about our God is he doesn't like to compete because he doesn't have to compete with people. Because we all live in a world where everybody's trying to fight for your attention. Everybody's trying to pull you to a direction. Everybody's trying to, trying to get your attention for something. 
And it's kind of like it's a battle between the people's voice and God's voice. It's kind of like it's a battle between society's voice and culture's voice versus God's voice. But I want to let you know something. God doesn't compete. He doesn't need to. You want to know why? Because he's, he's not in the loudness. He's, he's not in the earthquake. He's not in the winds. He's not in the chaos. You know where God is? He's in the whisper. Our God is in the whisper. And I want to encourage you today. Because there's a lot of loud people. There's a lot of loud things in your life that are distracting you from, from the voice of God. Just because something has volume, it does not mean it has value. There are some things in your life, there are some things in my life that are very loud, but they're not important. And it could be a relationship that we're in. It could be a, a job. It could be a hobby. You know what that is. But God is in the whisper. And so may we be a church, may we be a people, may we be children of God that know how to speak, but we also know when to be silent. Amen. And so I want to I wanna share three, three types of prayer that the, that the Holy Spirit highlighted to me this week. And you can go ahead and write the first one down. The first prayer that you can pray when you go home today is the prayer of petition and supplication. The prayer of petition and supplication. And what this is, is basically asking God for the physical and asking God for the spiritual. How many of y'all know that we could ask God for things? One person. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> to teach you that we could pray and we can ask God for things. Y'all remember Jesus in the Lord's Prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. He didn't even ask. He said, God, give us this day our daily bread. You can ask for things. You can ask for physical things. But here's the difference. We got to ask God what we need and not what we want. God, I, I, I need you to open, open a door for me to buy a, a house for my family. God sees that. God, my car's been messing up. Can you just open an opportunity for me to rent a car or to buy a car? God sees that. You got a spiritual need? God, I need you to heal this anxiety. God sees that. God, I need you to give me the fruits of the spirit. God sees that. God, give me wisdom. God sees that. You can leave this place and know that you can ask your heavenly father for things. There's some pretty, pretty awesome answered prayers of petition and supplication in the Bible. And I just want to name a few. The first one is in 1 Samuel, Hannah, she would, she would be brought to tears every year at Tabernacle because she couldn't have kids. And she would bitterly, the Bible says, bitterly pray to the Lord every year. I want to let y'all know that your prayers don't have to be pretty. They just have to be honest. The best that you can give God is you're honest. And so she prayed. She asked God for a son. And what did, what did God do? She gave him a son. Second, second, second one that I, that I see in scripture is Peter. He's released from prison because the church prayed for his freedom. How about this one? Solomon asked God for wisdom. And what did God do? He gave him wisdom. And Hezekiah. Hezekiah prayed bitterly for God to heal him. And you know what God did? He healed him. And I want to I read the scripture to you. It's in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1. And it's up on the screen and it says this. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill. And the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. 
When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. Go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor, David, says. I have heard, come on, because he listens, your prayer. I have seen your tears, come on, because he sees, and I will heal you, come on, because he responds. And three days from now, you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord, and I will add 15 years to your life, and I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant, David. Come on, Rock Church, I feel like there's some people people in here. Yeah, we could give God praise for that. I feel like there are some people in here that need to be reminded that our God listens, our God sees, and he responds. I didn't come to preach to those who play it safe with their prayers. I'm going to just be honest. I didn't come to preach to those that, well, God, if you can save, God, if you can. No, no, no. I came to preach to the Hezekiahs of this room. Come on, those that were called to leadership, those that were called to royalty, but somewhere along the line in your life, death started creeping into the door. People started dying around you. Your dreams started dying around you. Disease started coming upon you, but your response wasn't to complain. Your response was to pray. And God hears you. He sees you and he responds to you. And I feel the reason why a lot of us can't ask God for things is because when we were younger, when you would ask for things, you would either get physically beat or emotionally beat. And it was difficult for you to ask for things. Your perception of a father was, was, was very twisted. The reason why a lot of us can't ask our heavenly father for things is because we haven't gone from an orphan mindset to a sonship mindset. And accepted him as our father. How did Jesus start his prayer? Our father that's in heaven. Jesus was saying, you are, you are, my, you are my father. Where all my blessings flow from. And so I, want, I wanted to share that with you. That's point number one. That's a prayer that you can pray at home, a prayer of petition and supplication. The second point that I have for you, the second type of prayer that the Lord highlighted for me was the prayer of intercession. The prayer of intercession. What this is, is when you stand in the gap, stand between somebody and God. When you pray for somebody, when God highlights somebody in your heart, you ever just been chilling and you, you get that one person's name? That's the Holy Spirit telling you, pray for that person. And don't just say, God, protect them. No, no, no. How about you put them in your prayer rotation? When you're praying, make sure you pray for them consistently. The, the prayer of intercession is the heart of God for us. You see, the, the book of James tells us that we should pray for one another that you may be healed. Amen? It doesn't say pray for one, for one another that you may feel good. It doesn't say pray for one another that you may check off the box. It doesn't say pray for one another so you can religiously just check that off too. No, no, it says pray so that you may be healed. You see, when we pray a prayer of intercession, it's an intentional prayer. Just like when you go to the grocery store, you don't just go to the grocery store to hang out, right? And if you do, I'm judging you right now. <laughs> like I'm really judging you. No, you go to buy grocery stores. You're intentional with that trip. When you go to the gym, you don't just go to watch other people lift. No, no, no. You, you put in the work so that you can get fit. How about this one? This is a word for somebody in here. When you date, you don't date just to have fun. You date to marry. (laughs) 
We got to be intentional with everything that we do. When we intercede for people, it's intentional. I think of, I think of the times that I used to get home drunk out of my mind and I woke up the next morning not realizing how I got home. I remember when I was in a hospital bed and they were pumping drugs out of my system and I woke up the next morning and I, I counted myself as lucky and I'm, I'm just an animal. I'm going to get back to this lifestyle. And as I grew older, I started to realize that every time I got home and I was under the influence, I would hear my grandmother two o'clock in the morning yell, I'm praying for you. I would, I would tippy-toe by my parents' room, and they're right here, and I can hear them on their knees weeping for God to get a hold of my heart. See, I'm not here because I've been righteous and I've been faithful. Far from that. You could ask my wife. I'm here because of the prayers of my parents. I'm here because of the prayers of my friends, the prayers of my leaders, the prayers of my pastors. And I, I could say the same thing for you. I don't believe in accidents. You're here on purpose. Some of y'all feel like you stumbled here. No, no, no. God chose you to be here today because somebody's been praying for you. And so you want to you wanna intercede for people? Ask God to give you a heart for people. I, we, we could keep it real, right, Rock Church? People suck sometimes, <laughs> right? It is what it is. They're hurtful. But if you want to you wanna intercede for someone and you... You want to really feel compassion. You, you got to ask God to give you a heart for people. Scripture tells us that Jesus intercedes on our behalf. He prays for you. There's people that are praying for you. And I, I really encourage you that when you go home today, you can ask God or Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, highlight somebody that you want me to intercede for weekly, every single day. I know somebody that, that I'm close to 365 days a year, he has, he has two people praying for him every day. It's on their rotation. They pray for him every day. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I'm going to close it out with point number three. Let's just recap. Can we recap? First prayer you can pray when you go home is the prayer of petition and supplication. Second prayer is the prayer of intercession. The third one, and I think this was important, the prayer of command and authority. Joshua tells the sun to stand still in scripture. He needed more time, so he, he told the sun, yo, I need you to just pause for a little bit. Moses splits the sea. Jesus commands devils to come out of people. Commands, doesn't ask. The disciples prayed and walked in authority and performed the miracles. There's a, there's a passage in scripture where there's a demon-possessed boy and the, the father of this boy brings him to Jesus and he's like, Jesus, my son is having seizures. He's falling in the fire. I, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. And Jesus is like, how long do I have to put up with you guys? You have little faith. And he looks at the de demon possessed boy and he says, come out in Jesus name. Come out in my name. And the boy is free. And the disciples ask Jesus, Jesus, how come we couldn't do that? And you know what Jesus' response was? Because of your lack of faith. It takes a whole lot of faith to pray prayers of command and authority. And you see, the, the disciples, they, they knew how Jesus walked. They knew how he preached. They knew how he treated people. They knew how he prepared his messages. They knew how he performed the miracles. They did not lack information. What they lacked was the transformation of their spirits.
And I feel like what Jesus was trying to teach the disciples and what Jesus is trying to teach us today, family, is that we cannot imitate what he does before we can imitate who he is. And I don't know about you, but I don't just want to walk in proximity of God. I don't just want to preach on Sundays. I don't just want to sing. I don't just want to serve my local church. I want my prayers to be effective. I want my prayers to move mountains. I want my prayers to heal the sick. If Jesus did it back then, why can't we do it today? Because of our lack of faith. Prayer can move mountains. The, the prayer of command and authority is commanding things to bow down to the name of Jesus. I heard a pastor say this. Different types of prayer are, are, are telling God about things. God, here's my issue. God, here's this issue. But the prayer of authority and command is telling your things about how big your God is. It's, it's telling the cancer to go. It's telling the anxiety to leave. It's telling the depression to bow down in the name of Jesus. Because that's how powerful his name is. Can I encourage you that you don't, you don't need permission to cast out devils? Can I encourage you that you don't need permission to lay hands on somebody and declare healing over them? That's the spirit of the living God living inside of you. That's the God that we serve. I'm reminded of when Jesus' best friend dies, Lazarus. And Jesus takes his sweet time. He's, he's always on time, amen? And I was reading scripture when Jesus shows up to the tomb. He doesn't say, God, if it's in your will to, to raise my friend, please. No, no, no. You know what he says? He says, God, I know you sent me here. And he looks at the tomb. And he says, Lazarus, he says, come forth. And Lazarus gets up and he walks towards his friend and he embraces his savior. We don't need permission to, to walk in faith. That same power that, that abided in Jesus, it's, it's in you, it's in me. I wonder how many how many people you have in your life that, that need healing? And you, and you may know. There's somebody in your life that needs a breakthrough. There's somebody in your life that needs a word of encouragement. And I, I just hope that we can go from being Christians that just say, hey, I'll be praying for you. To no, 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 you know, you know what? I'm, I'm coming over in five minutes. And, and we're going gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to fight against this thing. And we're going to command this thing to leave. Come on, can we give God praise? for the spirit of authority that's in us. I wanna I want to, I want to close out a little different today. I wanna to close out by practicing what we, just, what we just read. Practicing what we just studied. So if you can, you can close your eyes, everybody in this room, across all of our campuses, everybody watching online, except if you're driving, do not close your eyes. <laughs> we could bow our heads and we're going to go ahead and pray a, a prayer of petition. Take a few seconds and just pray for a, a, a prayer of petition and supplication. Ask God for something physical and ask God for something spiritual. But don't ask him what you want. Ask him what you need. 
Take a moment. Across all campuses, online. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to go into a prayer of intercession. Ask God to highlight somebody that you need to pray for. Some, some of y'all already have that person in your heart. For some of you, that, 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 that name is, is popping up right now. And God is calling you to stand in the gap for that person because you do not know what they might be going through right now in this moment. And the last prayer, the, the, the prayer of command, tell God right now what you need gone in your life or what you need added in your life. Sickness, fear, anxiety, disease, you bow down right now in the name of Jesus. Suicidal thoughts, you, you, you leave my mind right now. Fear, you're gone. Command it to leave. And with every, every, every eyes closed and every head bowed, I, I want to I close out with one more prayer, and that's, that's a, a prayer called the prayer of salvation. For some of you in this room and across our campuses and watching online, it, it doesn't make sense to speak to a God you don't know, but I want to give you an opportunity to leave this place knowing that you've been forgiven from your sins, knowing that you can walk in community with God, and knowing that one day you're going to be in heaven with him. And I want to take a moment to just pray for those who have never accepted Jesus in their heart. This is the last prayer that we're going to close out with. And right after we pray, we're going to go ahead and send it out to all the campuses and we're going to do communion to celebrate what God did today. But if that's you, with every eyes closed and every head about, if you're in this room or you're, you're in one of our campuses or online and you want to accept Jesus in your heart. All I want to do is pray for you. I don't want to do anything crazy. I'm not going to call you to stand up and dance and yell. No, no, no. I just want to pray for you. You're saying, you know what, Pastor? I want to, I want to get to know Jesus more. I want to know that I have the hope of heaven one day. If that's you, can you lift up your hands? I just want to pray for you. I see you. I see you. Hands all over the room, I see you. I want you to repeat this after me. You don't, you don't have to say it out loud. You can say it in, the, in the, the stillness of your heart. Say, Lord God, I thank you for choosing me. I thank you for meeting me where I'm at today. And today I acknowledge that I've sinned and I've fallen short of your glory. But I also acknowledge that you sent your son to die on a cross for me. And he rose from the dead. He conquered the grave. And he tore the veil so I can now live in relationship with you. God, forgive me of my sins. I welcome you into my life as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.